to episode two of Hope and Mike with your host, J. Scott Cowan. Professional sports. It entertains us, it excites us, and it gives us a category in Trivial Pursuit to make jocks feel included. This week's episode is about the issue that's re-emerged this week of indigenous mascots and indigenous nicknames of sports teams. And it's come up again because the Toronto Blue Jays are playing the Clevelands in the ALCS. Now I call them the Clevelands in solidarity with Jerry Howarth, the longtime radio voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, who since 1993 has refused to use the term Cleveland Indians out of respect and acknowledging that this is a racist term who shouldn't be used as a sports mascot. That was a Canadian notion of Jerry, an American broadcaster working in Canada. Notion of inclusion, notion of equality. But in Canada, we still have this CFL team called the Edmonton Eskimos, and it's time for that name to go as well. You may have heard this debate framed in the more high-profile example of the Washington Redskins of the National Football League, whose Ownership and fans have tried to defend its continued use, saying it's no different than the Minnesota Vikings or the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, but it is, because Fighting Irish is not a racial slur. And the fans of the Redskins have tried to defend and keep their name with arguments like this. No, no, what about you? No. Why not? Absolutely not. They done had it all these years, no controversy. Then all of a sudden it's a big issue. Why? Because a lot of things become big issues. With that attitude, we'd all be smoking on airplanes and black people wouldn't be allowed to play baseball. Those of us raising this issue have been criticized and maligned in ways like this, for instance. It's white liberal virtue signaling concern trolls. That's Ezra Levant of the Rebel Media Network talking about the Redskins and talking about the Redskin controversy and blaming liberals for bringing it up. He's in that video actually citing a survey where he claimed that nine in 10 Aboriginal people weren't offended by the name Redskins. The problem with that survey is they were all already Washington Redskins fans. I'm a huge fan of the Blue Jays and you could probably call them anything you want and I would still be a fan. Oh, nice. Thanks guys, that's really nice. Thanks a lot. But this issue is something that can easily change. And it has changed before. Remember the Washington Bullets? They became the Washington Wizards because they didn't like the reference to gun violence, especially in a city like Washington, D.C. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays became the Tampa Bay Rays because apparently people in Florida are afraid of monsters. Now, that change came as a result of pressure from evangelical Christian religious people. So much for liberals being behind all these changes. There's another one closer to home from the CFL. The CFL expanded in 1994 into the United States, and one of the first teams was the Baltimore Colts. But they weren't allowed to use that name. They tried. They weren't allowed to because it was already being used by the Indianapolis Colts. So what was the problem? Use of that name offended a trademark. Indigenous mascots and indigenous nicknames offend people and insult people racialize minorities. If a trademark is enough to displace a chosen name, then surely human dignity should be enough. They end up being called the Baltimore Stallions, and now of course they have an NFL team called the Baltimore Ravens, which is really the best name so far, given that a raven is a squirrely murderer. I still like him better than Roethlisberger. But back to the issue of the term Eskimo. 
the use of this term has a dark legacy in the description and treatment of Inuit people. The Edmonton Eskimos name became uh, in common usage in about 1950. And in the 1950s, the Canadian government was relocating Inuit from northern Quebec into the high Arctic. And they were taking their children away and bringing them to the south to residential schools to do what was in the federal government's word, kill the Indian in the child. This name has a nasty legacy, and I'm gonna let Nathan Obed explain it. He's the head of the association in Canada that represents Inuit. Eskimos was never the term that we used to describe ourselves. And uh, now we're getting uh, into a new generation. And I think that uh, it's time to reconsider the use of the term Eskimos in our society. Those relocated Inuit from Northern Quebec to the high Arctic had to face a new climate, a new animal population, and a new way of survival. They were sent up there called human flagpoles to assert our sovereignty during the Cold War. Now, when you hear the term human flagpole, you usually think about this annoying little overachiever, but in fact, it has a much more negative history when it comes to Inuit people. Perhaps most shockingly is that since we're talking about names and appropriate names, there is another nasty little bit of history when it comes to Inuit, and that is that in the 1950s and onwards, they were referred to by number. That was their identity. Eskimo, number, such and such. That is dehumanizing, and that is a horrible piece of colonial racist history in our country. And this is the time that we were using the term Eskimo. It's time to stop using it for sports teams, for fun and games, for making money off, off of merchandising and sports. Now, for another perspective on this, remember Ezra who just did that video calling me a concern troll? Well, his network, The Rebel, also decided to put together this little helpful piece of satire when talking about why Edmonton Eskimos should keep their name. Oh, BC Lions, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Both teams are a representation of the capture and domestication of wild animals and their imprisonment in zoos, merely for the amusement of human. That is really thoughtful, satirical comedy and commentary you provide there, Rebel. But I guess it's no surprise, since the head of your network, Ezra, in that same video I, sent, I showed you a minute ago, also said this little bit of sarcasm. If they were a team called the Toronto Jews, I think I'd wear all their gear. It would be a flattering way, I mean, flattering that a team that wants to win wants to be associated in a positive way with your own tribe. And even if they had a more dated or even pejorative name, the Toronto Hebes, let's say, well, if they meant it in a non-negative way, if they were pumping $100 million a year into positive PR for the brand, you know what? Jews have worse things in the world to worry about real problems. Like the fact that this beef-witted hedge pig is trying to be their unofficial spokesperson. The history of Inuit naming in Canada is multifaceted. Just a couple of years ago, the Inuit had a plebiscite over the name of a, of a community in Nunavut called Now Yet. And they changed it to that name Now Yet in a vote to get rid of the name that the white people had given the community, a name called Repulse Bay. They'd have a vote to get rid of that. And if you listen to Mr. Obed, and you listen to Common Decency, the vote is to get rid of the name Eskimos. There's never been an Inuit player in the CFL. There are no football fields in Inuit territory. The closest they ever came was this man, David Ward, who became also the first 
Inuit lawyer in Canada. David Ward was actually on the practice squad of the Edmonton Eskimos and was injured in preseason training, never played a down of a regulation game. That man, as a lawyer, had to go back to court to change his name to his original Inuit name of Kiviak. He had to go to court to fight for that. It's time to make these changes. We're hoping these changes will come. Go Blue Jays. Have a great series. And make sure you beat those Clevelands.